My husband and I make about the same salary and live modestly. Six months after we married, I found out my husband's net worth is virtually zero. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we would like to welcome you to yet another awesome episode of the Black Mirror and Dead Free podcast. Uh, Shira, let's give them the little elevator pitch for our new listeners. So Shira and I paid off uh, over six figures of debt in 2017. And since then, we've become real estate investors. We have five properties and we started this podcast shortly after paying off our debt. We're we're literally taking you along the ride to us becoming financially independent now. We're, just, we're trending towards early retirement. And so that's what this podcast is about. We interview great people. We talk about great financial topics, marriage topics. Shire wants to dig a little bit deeper on that. So this this is the, this is your place. I, I like to call it the the uh the world's best finance what i say <laughs> i don't know what you said i don't even look, clearly he's not reading off the script here he's I'm trying saying to things that i'm kind of surprised at but but this is a vibe this is a place where you can turn this on at the gym you can turn this on in the car with your kids this is clean content we're talking about financial literacy we're talking about marriage uh and so this is just a really uh, dope podcast i think you're going to enjoy if you're listening for the first time hopefully this won't be your last time yes shire how are you doing on this sunday afternoon i'm doing well someone's celebrating a birthday today it's yes. not me though but um yes. happy to you know uh take place in festi- in festivities yes as we're nearing halloween tomorrow i am definitely expecting trick-or-treaters and really the the question is um will the candy last man sure i've gone through about <laughs> 10 bags of candy oh lord well i do have a sweet tooth but I'm going to try to not dig into the trick-or-treaters stash of candy right. um, anymore, and we'll see. Because last year, we ran out of candy. And Shire, this year, they're saying candy is, is, is up. You know, inflation has really affected the candy industry. So, uh, you know, beware of that, y'all. It's up y'all as in price? It's a lot more expensive. I saw a breakdown online. It's like the the highest uh, candy. candy. I think Bennett, Skittles was I, like... Up. It was I like double from last year, something crazy. Sk- no, l- listen. <laughs> the candy was ex- candy was expensive last year, and it yeah. is expensive this year. Some of our stores like ran ran out of candy, so yeah. I started buying candy early 
but that proved to be a problem because you know we had a movie night and you wanted some candy so you opened one of the bags and then you know a few days later the bags disappeared so (laughs) here's the thing shy and we're gonna get to our topic really uh, soon but here's the thing a lot of people just want to spend right they want to buy candy want to buy costumes they want to enjoy people want to enjoy the holiday you know what i mean and so uh yeah it's it's lit it's lit a lot of people at the spirit store you know there's a lot of people oh i didn't go in there y'all went in there yeah it was it was a fun time but yeah we're excited for halloween hopefully you have a great halloween uh you and your family wishing you that sorry let's get into it uh we're gonna be talking about something real zesty and real spicy I wanted to get our raw reaction. We kind of just skimmed through the article, but we're going to go through this article uh, about a wife who's having concerns about her husband. So I'm going to let you take it from here. Yes. Okay. So I think this will make for a good conversation. We'll see where it goes. Um, This is actually coming from The Moneyist, and the article is titled, When We Dated for Five Years, He Implied He Was Financially Secure. My husband was always hesitant about his finances, and now I know why. So before I hop into the story, I will say that generally on this column, the money is replies, and I have not read his response. Okay. So we're just going to respond in our own way. Yes. (laughs) And maybe check out what some of the comments are saying. So um, basically the story reads, my husband and I make about the same salary and live modestly. Six months After we married, I found out my husband's net worth is virtually zero. He owes more money than he has assets, approximately $40,000. And my net worth is over $500,000. I only found out about his situation because we each own homes and we are looking to buy one together and completed a mortgage application in preparation for pre-approval. My home is paid off and I have very little debt. While we dated for five years, he implied he was financially secure. He was always hesitant about sharing actual numbers. And now I know why. I'm an accountant and looking at the numbers, he is not solvent. Even though he still claims he is. We have not combined our finances, but we do have one joint savings account. He keeps hinting at wanting to take care of the finances when we finally buy a house together. I'm against this after finding out about his financial situation. He doesn't know the value of my assets, but he does know about my debt. He will not agree to let me take care of the finances. How can I protect my accounts? That includes the inheritance from my parents my 401k and my other savings accounts. I've thought about a post nuptial agreement, but I'm doubtful that he will agree to one. Mm. What you think? Man, my first reaction to that, let me take it all in. You know okay. But my first reaction to that is, yes. If you go through the vow, I, I immediately started looking up the vows and like, what you know, Marcus? everyone's vow is different. I know everyone's religion is different and some people do their why own vows. Why are you going to the vows? You I'm not all going the there. Way to, why, you, why would you think to go all the way to the vows though? Because my first reaction was, oh, she got to get up out of there. Right? <gasps> or she got to, you know, like this ain't working out, right? Okay. But then I immediately was like, well, wait, the vows are 
sickness and health, death do us part, richer for poor. So it's like, okay, she can't just run, right? She literally has to, based on the vows, work through, most vows, that is, work through this somehow. So now I'm thinking again, okay, so now what, what could she do? This guy has to bend a little, right? Because he's been found in a untruth. This isn't a deal breaker. The untruth itself isn't a deal breaker. But where it leans into deal breaker territory is the unwillingness to bend or to correct or to meet her halfway, Shire. Where do you think where do you think he should bend? I mean, she listed a bunch of different things that maybe signing some type of post nuptial, she says, but he won't do that. Well, she didn't ever ask. She, okay, she yeah, hasn't asked well, yet. Well, it says, I'm doubtful he will agree to one, but she could be very, you know, you know, she could be correct in her assumption. That's assumption. Yeah, and let's just say, for the, since we don't know them, let's just say she's probably correct in that. Okay. He needs to, that needs to be on the table for him. He needs to. He, A post nuptial agreement. Yeah, because, bro, but, you came into this and you weren't uh, all the way, didn't put all your cards on the table. Okay fair enough but now that the cards are on the table due to you guys filling out a mortgage uh, application you got found out so now you gotta see and I said this on my last podcast you gotta get it right right it's the difference between being right and getting it right you see what I'm saying so now hey man we just about getting finding the solution if she wants to post nuptial if she wants to you gotta be open to those conversations now do I have a solution not at this time, but I'm going to let you talk and maybe one will come to me. <laughs> yeah, well, I just don't know why you went straight to the wedding vows. <laughs> I don't know. Because like I said, my first thing was, dang, man, she might have to. Like, if, if, if there were no ties here, I'm up out of there. But then I said, slow down, slow down. They, they, they're married. They've been married for six months. You can't just, you have to really work through this now because you've committed to okay. the work through. I don't think that... Maybe I'm belittling the situation because I don't think you don't that think the, it's that big a deal. I don't think the problem is as huge and as insurmountable as maybe she feels that it is. Starting off with his debt, um, his debt is forty thousand dollars. Not bad at all. And there, I mean, that, that it could be a lot worse. Yeah, is what you, I'm saying. Yeah, you have a half a million dollars net worth. Congratulations! Like you're in a small fraction. Yeah. Does not act like because he doesn't have that. That you know that this is that there's a crisis, right? I mean, forty. You're right, Shire. Forty thousand dollars worth of debt is is very very minimal, right? And it's not that someone's coming after him and he needs to cough up the cash next week. Like okay. Okay. he can, you know, he, you know, there could be a plan in place for him to pay back the forty thousand dollars, you know, in a reasonable amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I don't. The sky is not falling because someone yeah, has forty thousand dollars worth of debt. Um, you know, and the husband's net worth is virtually zero. Well, technically you all are married. And so mm-hmm. whatever your net worth is, depending on the state that you live in, you know, um, you might need to think about that. So the other issue that has come up is that they're purchasing a house together. That's a positive thing. Let's talk about, the, um, let's talk about the house transaction. I got some questions there. Okay. He got a house. You got a paid off house. Why y'all buying a third house? Marcus, why not? I mean, maybe they're starting a real estate portfolio. So, yeah, I don't know the ins and outs. But well, how come y'all can't live in 
maybe the paid off house or maybe his house why is it necessary to if you're not happy with his debt okay why is it necessary to create more debt together yeah or maybe they sell one of the houses and completely get rid of the debt you know but maybe buying a house there's so many unknowns in the story but maybe buying a house together really symbolizes them starting their life together maybe when they bought a house what if but if it's only a two-bedroom house, yeah. you know, maybe they want to start a family. They want more space. I mean, there are, there are a lot of reasons why a couple might want to um, purchase a house together. But to your point, I wonder if this is really a good time for a transaction of this size because it doesn't sound like they're paying for this house in cash. And if $40,000 is really unnerving you, why take on a mortgage, you yeah. know, in today's climate with extremely high interest rates? It doesn't even it's like make it make sense. But my point was that the house was not the issue, really. The house, I mean, the issue was um, after they were to buy the house, he wanted to be in charge yeah, he to be of the, the finances. Of the finances. That's where it got, yeah, that's where I think it got interesting for me. Yeah, so what the article says, um, uh, it says that he keeps hinting at wanting to take care of the finances when we finally buy a house together. I'm against this after finding out about his financial situation. Well, I'm going to ask him the same thing that my uh, counselor asked me to think about this week. (laughs) She gave me homework. Yes. And... It's a great question. Why does he feel? Why? Why? Why does he want control? Mm-hmm. Has he asked himself that? Yes. What? 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 What is your reasoning for wanting the control? Right, especially when you're married to someone who is an accountant who's I mean, very good on, with their money. Yeah. Um. They've they they have demonstrated that you know they're a good steward of their money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she did mention an inheritance from her parent. You know, so I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe some things have been given to her, but maybe not. Is it a man thing? Is it a pride thing? Is it a, you know what I'm saying? I don't I know, just, fellas. What is it? What, what, what's like, really going on? Yeah, because even in uh, for transparency, when the counselor asked me, you know, well, what makes you want to uh, have control in this area or whatnot? It always is, is, is super shallow. Like, there's no real deep reason. It's just like. Cause I'm the, cause I like I'm, I'm I'm the man, you know what I'm saying? Like I want to be the man in this scenario. So I was like, is that at play here? Because all signs point to she's the better one with the money, or at least you can be involved, sir. But she's the accountant. She does this, and she has more, uh, as what is it? More solvency. You know what I mean? She's more astute financially in her personal finances. Yeah. So it's just like I understand him wanting to be involved. He doesn't uh-huh. want to be in the dark, but complete control. I mean, I can see her yeah. concerns there. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but then at the same time, it says he keeps hinting at wanting to take care of the finances. So what does that really mean? You know, taking care of the finances. They have very similar income. So, I mean, do you want to pay? You want to pay the mortgage? And I mean, like another what, thing, what? What do you mean by he wants to take care of the of the finances? Like, yo, this is why? Deep. Why won't you let him take care of the finances? Uh, I feel like we're we're arguing. You're arguing his point. I'm arguing her point. It's kind of interesting. But I, my thing is, bro, I'm bringing the same kind of money to the table as you. So, what, what's your reasoning for? Why do you get complete control if? Here are the checkpoints. I'm a, I am I work with people's other people's money and numbers for a living. Yeah. I've 
in life done better financially than you. Okay. And we bring in the same amount of money. So we're bringing in 50-50. Literally, the only reason why he wants control is because, what, is he taller? Like, there's yeah. no other reason Well, this is for a- him to want to be in charge. And that's why I'm like, that's yeah. when you may need... I have a I have a solution, but I don't want to go there yet. I kind of want to know okay. what the money says. But go ahead, go ahead. What are you thinking? Well, I was um, thinking along the lines of why can't they do it together? We can do it together because a lot of your bills can be put on auto pay. Yeah, why can't you know? they do it together? So you know, they, I think they both have demonstrated that they know how to pay a bill because she has her own home and he has his he own has his home. home with minimal debt. With minimal debt, so there's there's no competition here. It's a good situation here. Yeah, folks. There, I was like, there's no competition. Like, okay, who knows how to pay a bill? I mean, yeah. they both know how to. You know what I'm saying? So sure, this is a classic case of the scenario not being so bad, right? Because we're all third party. We're all right. looking at this. The scenario isn't bad. It really isn't. But what's bad is the underlying philosophies and the underlying I want to be in control and they're making something but, simple. But it's how she feels about him. And and you feel go. comfortable enough to write this uh bobblehead guy on the internet. No offense. <laughs> no offense cuz I don't know him and I appreciate his column. You take a lot of stories from him. But you know this this imaginary person on the yeah. internet. But you don't have enough respect for your husband to just sit him down and tell him. I mean, I mean, not even sit him down. I mean, that sounds harsh. Okay. Like I'm about to sit you. You know, that sounds kind of harsh. Well, but have a talk with him. You know. What yeah, I mean? have have a talk. And I feel that you know she might she might think less of him because he doesn't have what she has. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a not so good place to be in your relationship. We have to understand that the way that we handle money there are a lot of factors in that mm-hmm. it's you know how we were raised and mm-hmm. it's our financial education and it's our different experiences that make up who we are and that play a role in how we you know handle money handle money is complicated so for you know i i think it's fine to say i'm more skilled with finances okay mm-hmm. just just admit it honey like i'm good at some things and you're good at other things yeah. but it's another thing to like really be looking at your husband like like I, he's sleeping you looking at him like no old sleepy you know what I'm <laughs> bimbo <saying>? yeah <laughs> got all this debt you know so so and, where where how so how how can she uh approach this um in a way that is respectful yes. in a way that won't tarnish the relationship and really just i don't know preserves the the image of her husband like he might not even be a bad guy right I'm sure he's a good dude. I'm sure he's a, he's bringing in money. Like you said, his debt hasn't spiraled out of control. $40,000 right. oh, in the United we've States. We've had worse. Is, a, is, a, is actually <laughs> really positive. Yeah. Um, but I noticed something on the front end, Shire, to kind of go with that thinking. There was a lot of his, mine, ours. Yes. I didn't hear a lot of ours in there. No. I heard a lot of, he does this. My money is this. Da-da-da-da-da. And so I was like, you're right. The philosophy, I don't feel like they had a set, set um, they didn't have the proper conversation on the front end. Like, so what's the money philosophy? We keep the money together. We do, do, do this. I think probably some of that should have been talked to on the front end, but you're right. I, but I think they did have some money conversations because, you he just know, wasn't put, he wasn't no, telling all the truth. It says that he implied he was financially secure. It could be that his, he still, I, it could be financially secure with huh? $40,000 worth of debt. He probably still is very financial. Well, we don't secure. have the full picture. We don't. We don't really know. You know. 
the problem is financially secure to her is half a million dollars in the assets and no debt financially secure to him is a house exactly. i make more than enough money to pay my bills i'm good well that that's where the problem is is i think his yeah, idea and of even that is secure. a complete assumption it's just that we're saying that they could have two different definitions of yeah. what it is to be financial secure yeah. so that's you know that's where i was heading but then the other idea is a post nuptial agreement so you know what do you feel about that you know getting into the marriage and then thinking wow i have way more than my spouse whether it's you know whether it's coming from the husband or the wife them saying you know what what i get into they they over here they ain't got nothing let me try to protect what i have i mean it's fair to 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 want that but it's a crapshoot because you should have got it. It's called a prenuptial agreement. For well, she a, said a postnuptial. Postnuptial is at the discretion of the partner. So the partner could just be like, no, I'm good. And you really have no recourse. You have no leverage. The prenuptial, the leverage is, or I won't marry you. That's your leverage. Well, she a can still say that. I guess your leverage is I'm, I'll leave. But is that is that what we want to do here, folks? I don't think so. So... It's it's a crapshoot. She could present that to him, and he could politely say thank you, but no thank you. But I don't think that's the solution, right? You know, it's just kind of it's kind of really like her getting her way. I think that there's some other challenge. I mean, she could still look into that, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying that the underlying that's not going to solve the problem in the way that she sees um, her husband and the way that they're not really dealing with their um, challenges. You know, as as partners. I agree, but. Uh- a post or prenuptial is an agreement. So that's both parties saying, hey, this is how we're going to conduct our situation. So if you agree, you're, you're by definition solving the problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It might not be me and you might not think that that's a good way to solve it, but it's literally an agreement. Whatever that is, my money does this, your money does that. We shake hands and we're able to go forward happily because we both agree. So I don't want to say a postnuptial or prenuptial is a negative if we both sign and agree. Oh, yeah. It's actually a positive. I, yeah, I agree. So but, I just wanted to... Oh, go ahead. Wait, sorry. No, go ahead. Let's, yeah. see, what, let's see what folks are talking about. So I just kind of went to the comments. So I don't know what the money has said, but I'm sure that, you know, something we good the is up there. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no, no, that ain't okay, right. Okay, okay, sorry, okay so someone says, um, I am an accountant who is fortunately married to a fiscally responsible partner, and I can't wrap my head around a relationship such as as you have described your husband well this person says that your person should prove he is capable of handling his own finances before you give him any sort of even limited control over yours having a plan or just wishful thinking is not enough there should be measurable and tangible proof um, that he isn't continuing down the path to insolvency a post-nuptial legal agreement would be the minimum protection you should have before any additional shared financial responsibility is created, such as owning a home jointly. What do you think about that? I think this person kind of is taking her side and saying that, you know, you should explore postnuptial agreement and that the husband should have to prove he's capable of handling his own finances. We getting ready to go here, Shar. I mean, how do we know that he hasn't proven that? I don't know. Let's what do you this. think? Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's do this. So, I had an epiphany recently. Okay. okay. And maybe this will be a whole nother pod, but uh, I'm just going to give you a little bit, right? So, uh, I had an epiphany that 
I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to tell you guys and what I'm going to tell you guys later. But okay. <laughs> so this is great. But uh, I had an epiphany that me and Shira's relationship is functions in two parts, two separate functions, right? Mm-hmm. The gray area is just our income, what our jobs produce, bank accounts, and so on and so forth. But where is it? Where is it? distinct divide is business and husband and wife Shire and Marcus okay so what that lady is speaking about there Shire is she she has a point okay you must prove that you're ready to handle business see there are certain things that come in certain roles that come with just husband and wife I don't have to prove I proved it to you when I got on my knee and gave you a ring of significant heritage and you accept it a lot that unlocked a lot of things I don't have to work for right you just you have faith in your partner that I'm going to I I, I won't say yes at the altar if I don't believe these things if I don't if I'm not going to give my partner this or that but when it comes to business which I now have realized at least for me and Shire it's 100% separate it should be That's it's a, separate it it's should not, be right you can't bring well I'm the husband therefore I should be able to make more or all of the business decisions because you would never enter into a partnership with a let's just say another male right or a business associate and say we're 50-50 but you know what I think I should be able to do this on my own you wouldn't do that what would you do you would maybe in some cases have a board or that would help you vote on that or you would buy the person out you would do it business you wouldn't just say because I'm the husband or because I'm X I feel like I should have more say in this business it's not how business works so in the same way you have to separate your marriage from your business so I do agree he may have you have to prove that you can handle business for the family you don't just get that because I said I do you get respect because I say I do you get love because I say I do you get my heart because I say I do you get my trust because I say I do but you don't get to now start you gonna run me and you just off top get say over my business side which is money but it's gray though Shire because we're not they're not talking investments they're not talking but but are they you know what I mean but what they are saying is that they are um, they make about the same income okay and I'm assuming that there are that they are both putting in equally you know for some of the expenses we get 50-50 say you know okay and that's what I came so you're saying to, to work work through the business of the business within your marriage together it has to be 50-50. It can't be unless agreed upon. And that's the thing me and you talk about, Shire, and I really love where we're at. But that's what me and you talk about. If we can't agree that you're going to win on this one or you're going to have that, we're going to go your your route or we're going to go my route on this one, then you move. You don't move. It's still 50-50. It just stays 50-50. You can't say, well, I just feel like I need to be in charge on this one. You have to prove it. You, you, we have to dialogue about it. You have to show me that you can handle that. And I think that's what this lady's saying in that. And I yeah. kind of agree with her. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, that 
that happens. That's my long answer. I would say that happens for the most part in our marriage, mm-hmm. but obviously that hasn't happened in every situation. Correct, correct. Let's just be real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything has not been a conversation. Yeah. Um, but okay, I think that sounds good, and I think that that might be the route that they might want to take. Might want to go. You know, it's kind might of a partnership. Go. So I'm looking at another comment here, and the person writes, "I too married somebody whose financial house was not in order." But I knew there was potential and willingness to do better. And there has been improvement over time. But it's still a constant struggle. I know it's not politically correct. But yes, there are spenders and savers. Ants and grasshoppers. And it isn't that savers don't also spend money. Mm -hmm. Um, They live under their means. Keep savings against the unforeseen and put money away for the future spenders blow through all their money like it's burning a hole in their pockets finance what they can't buy with cash and live like they can't take it with them Um, it's hard to turn a spender into a saver and the marriage bed isn't the place to make it happen Mm. I'm not sure what that means. Yeah, man. I mean, this is a, yeah, this is interesting. But yeah, I think it is a very interesting uh, topic. And it sounds like there are some conversations that should have been had, right, before they got married. And because they've been together for five years, I mean, that is a pretty significant amount of time. You know, maybe they need a third party to help them navigate this challenge. Maybe they need to to work with a therapist to... You know, or, or somebody, you know, to yeah. to really get this dialogue out in a, in a way that won't destroy their relationship. You know, in a way that salvages their relationship if yeah, sure. they and in I, fact want to be together. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, I think one, she should express their concerns in the same way that she was able to express them in this article. Sit her husband down at a nice time, dinner after dinner or whatever, and express her concerns to him formally. Not what she assumes and this and that. I don't think he would do. Express her concerns at length and then gauge his reaction. And if she doesn't get the reaction she's looking for, suggest a third party in the way of counseling. I don't know. Is there such thing as a money counselor? I don't know. But some type of therapy counseling third party that can help her work with it. You know, I really think that that's good. You know, I think counseling is good and it doesn't always have to come when you have a problem, but it does help you work through scenarios. You know what I mean? Just having that person there that's unbiased. You know what I mean? I think it'd be a good thing for them. So that's what I would do to her. I would tell her how she really feels. Because sometimes, Shia, when you pull me aside and say, Marcus, I'm really feeling this way, such and so forth, you know, you're going to listen as the man. You're going to hear her out. I mean, sometimes sometimes people don't want to hear. And then if they don't want to hear, that's when you get that third party. <laughs> you exercise all your options. Okay, well, then I want to go to, I want to, I want counseling. I don't want to do counseling. What's your next recourse? We don't want to go down the road what that could be. Well. But you just go through your proper channels. But go ahead. What you got on stage, You had a look on your face. Yeah, well, my my look came about because as I'm like looking through some more of like the comments and stuff that it seems like a lot of people are are reading the husband as as him being dishonest. And it's almost like he lied. Yeah, that was another Did you pick that up? Because I I I know that he he said that he implied that he was financially secure, but I didn't really pick up on the he was dishonest or he lied vibes. Maybe I missed that. Yeah, that's a jump to conclusion. 
because he implied even saying he implied that he's financially secure is a jump to conclusion because me and you said on the front end of this he may feel in his heart of hearts that forty thousand dollars worth of debt a home and enough money from my job to pay all of this is financially is financially security. Financial secure. secure yeah it's a very nebulous uh phrase financially secure what it's like saying what is retirement what for re, some people retirement may be on a desert island for some people retirement may be i mean i just you know you should just say a deserted island yeah you know i don't want to be on an island where it, nobody got to, <laughs> but you know what i mean like nothing there some people want to okay. live better like yeah, live like yeah. a king in retirement some people just like i just don't want to go to work i just want to be feel i mean feel safe you know yeah so i don't know you know i, I get that from I, 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 I didn't get that either but but some people got that, and the comments are, "Well, if he can't take care of himself, girl, don't don't let him have a don't let him have no say over your money." And, I, and for some reason, I just I didn't pick that up with this. I didn't pick that up. Yeah. I think that they, I think they're making it. I don't know. Maybe I'm downplaying. Well, that's why I went to the vows because I knew there was. Why gonna would be, you go to the vows? I still don't understand that, Mark. Because I knew I'll it was be gonna be this energy of uh-uh, girl or. Nah, he ain't. Nope. You got to get up out of there. He crazy. I knew it was going to be an overreaction. So I wanted to. Let's start with this. So what, what, let's level set with. Okay. Can I be honest, Marcus? We're going to work through this. This isn't the end of the world. Calm down, everybody. Okay. That's kind of where I was leaning. Okay. But I'm just in full honesty. When you <laughs> went to the vows, I thought you were going to use the vows to side with the man. Like, I, that's where I thought you were going. Oh, no, but no, no. You no, didn't no. go there. No, no, but no, that's where I thought you were going to go. Like, you know, I thought you were going to be like, well, she needs to. You know, submit to her own husband <laughs> and bring home the cash and let him make the decision. Like I didn't know where you were gonna go. I'm, with a, that. I'm, an, I'm, I'm a you know more mature Marcus. You know what I mean. And can I say this? You know, many of you probably already know. Um, we celebrated 15 years yeah, of marriage sure this year, and we did do a vow renewal. And I'm gonna be honest with you, them first vows because the first time we got married, we, we did the traditional vows. I I I wasn't about to do that again. We. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not Come to on. say Thick. that, not to say that those vows. I mean, was obviously, asking a whole lot, huh? The first vows was asking a whole lot. The, you know, base. It's not that I would not do those first vows again, but I do like the second set of vows that that we used, yeah. which was not the first set. Yeah. It doesn't mean that the first set no longer apply. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying, you know, I wish I would have like because we went through marital counseling before we got married, and it's just like. You know, could I have at least got have gotten a copy of the vows, yeah. or, or maybe I should have looked looked them up. It's but. like going into a job because you thought you're gonna do this job. You get in the first day and they like it's double. Uh huh. Like, oh, okay. I mean, right. I'm gonna do it. I mean, I need the money, but dang, it's not okay. what I thought it was gonna Ooh, be. Like, yeah, this job <laughs> is a lot different than I thought. Yeah, but I think that just speaks to how relationships are complicated, mm-hmm. and we cannot think. That just because you and your spouse have a conversation that you're going to walk away with having your way. Mm-hmm. It's not, oh, husband, uh, I don't think you should do this. And and I told you. So, therefore, that is the reality of our relationship. It's work. Henceforth, now and forever. I mean, yeah. that's just not always how it goes. It's consistent work, man. You know? Yeah. And how do we know that he's not willing to do the work? Yeah. So, it's like, give you know, at least you've been with this person for five years. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Give them the benefit of the doubt, yes. and then then go from there. Then you then you write into the internet right. <laughs> after you've done all that you can do. 
you right into the internet and then we'll 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 talk about that right right but don't just i'm just frustrated let me go to yeah. the let me let's go online yeah but keep writing because you're giving us good podcast oh yes material. we love it we love it <laughs> But we want to know what you guys think in the comments. We we share what we think about this whole scenario. What do you think? Let us know in the Mm -hmm. comment section on whatever platform in the review section. Let us know. This is like, I agree with him or I agree with her. Uh, We would love to know what you guys think. But yeah, man, this is, this is an interesting one. It's got a lot of layers. It does. And don't be afraid to like, man, we need to just, I need somebody. You're not hearing me. You're not hearing my concern, so maybe I need to bring somebody in that's unbiased. Maybe they can explain it better for me. Or maybe they can tell me I'm crazy for trying to even tell you this, you know. So don't be, it's not a a bad thing when it's like two people just, two intelligent people just can't, I I can't understand what you mean or I don't agree with you. That's not some crazy thing that that should never happen. That's very normal. So sometimes you just need somebody else, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah don't shy away from the counseling piece i think that's good what you think shy any last thoughts on this one no i think that's i think that's good you know as i always say good luck (laughs) i got my own set of problems i'm dealing with now nah but we hope you guys enjoyed this uh episode if you did like i said i don't know if i said this episode but leave us a five-star review you all that really is just uh it's like currency to podcasters and that helps helps us. us so much yeah yeah so we want to thank you in advance for checking out Black Mary and Every Podcast. Until next time, we out. Peace. Bye.